welcome we to We Have Spoken, Season 3, Episode 1. Uh, this is the podcast discussing our favorite Star Wars show, uh, The Mandalorian. In this episode, we'll be discussing Chapter 13, The Apostate, written by John Favreau and directed by Rick Famuyiwa. Uh, it aired on March 2nd, 2023, exclusively on Disney+, Plus, and we're recording this on the same day. Uh, my name is Dennis, and I'll be your one true MacGuffin for this journey. With me, as always, is my prequel apologist, Ricky. Favorite Star Wars show? It's been a minute. Um, I know what you're going to say, and I, I'm going to cut you off of the pass. So here's the thing. I said favorite Star Wars show because that's the script. That's that's how we always introduce this show. Uh, but let's recognize, let's be let's be honest and recognize that um, it has been a hot minute since we've done We Have Spoken. I forgot how long it's been, and it's, it's 2020, I, right? I, I almost had to, like, wipe the dust off of, <laughs> of my script uh, because... Yeah, it was 2020, I believe. December 2020 was the last episode that we Holy recorded shit, of the yeah. show. Um, and that's so long ago. And so there has been so much Star Wars. And so um, I think one of the things, you know, for anybody who is listening uh, and, and is happy to have this show back. Uh, yeah, this is where Ricky and I started. We, we started this uh, in 2019 when the first episode hit. We were so excited. We both loved it, and we both we almost never agreed on in stuff. person recordings. And we did yeah. it in person. We met in person and just started recording. And yeah, the audio quality is not great, but there's some good banter there, and it's 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 fun. And then uh, you know, a year later, when the show came back, uh, you know, and everybody was quarantined like, like <laughs> everywhere, uh, we did the show via Zoom, and um, the audio quality was better. There was a video version, uh, so you could watch it on YouTube and stuff too. Um, we, if you were lucky enough to do so, you could see that I added cool, uh, you know, slide or cool, cool visuals to go along with everything that you're listening to. Um, and then, uh, you know, when that show ended, uh, which by the way, that show included guests, uh, that was the new addition to the second season, right? When it ended, you know, some of our guests were like, that was so much fun. You guys should do this all the time. And I said, honestly, I don't love Star Wars enough to do this all the time. I just don't. I love Mandalorian. I love the Mandalorian. And so what we ended up doing is coming up with something different to do, which was um, I could talk endlessly about Marvel, right? I, I, I There's no end to how much uh, I have to say about that. So... We ended up spinning off and doing a different show called Den Excelsior, the Mostly Marvel podcast, where Ricky and I, uh, along with some uh, friends of ours, um, just talk about whatever the newest Marvel thing is. And, you know, there's plenty of episodes. There's about 89 episodes of that you can go watch on YouTube or you can listen to on your your whatever pod, podcast service uh, you, you use. Uh, but when it came down to... Mandalorian season three coming back. We were like, you know what? It felt right. This is this it, is the right time to do it, especially because there's been a dip in Marvel content lately. Uh, <laughs> but with all that said, there has been a lot of Star Wars in between. There's been yes. a lot. Without having a new movie, there has been significantly like 
several and different shows, the, right? Animated shows. You got the ending of Clone Wars, right? That was in between there. Uh, I think yeah, we got the 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 uh, long lost last season of Clone Wars. yeah, the Bad Batch, uh, Bad Batch. We got some anime uh, that's like yeah, not canon. The, uh, the one offs. Yeah, I, you I, got I, Boba I, Fett. Yeah, and then we got the Book of Boba Fett, which um, honestly was just a giant stinker for me. And it made it like that show made it really hard for me to ever want to do a Star Wars podcast that wasn't specifically for the Mandalorian. Um, even though the greatest episode of that show was an entirely Mandalorian <laughs> episode. It was, it's based like Mando 2.5. Right? I mean, yeah. I... Yeah. And uh, and then and then came Andor. Well, we had we had Obi Wan in between. Sorry, you're right. We had Obi Wan, <laughs> and that was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. That was fun. Um, I'm happy with it. I enjoyed watching it. I'm glad I didn't sit around talking about it for an hour every week because, uh, honestly, like you know, there was some really cool nerd moments in it, but ultimately, it just didn't really, it didn't give me anything that I really. I, I'm I, I'm more or less happy that that fan service was fulfilled. I know sure that. that arc was something a lot of people were wanting and to get it and for them to i don't want to say it's the greatest show of yeah. star wars show but it was i think it served its purpose and it did it well and it was a definitely a good sunsetting of that character yeah we're, we're, i think we're done with obi-wan now are we i don't know maybe we'll see i did <laughs> like <time>. child leia <laughs> like leia as a kid that actress was amazing she was really great she was fun but uh, then came Andor, am I right? I mean, actually, I think then this, came Andor yeah, or or season two of yeah. Bad Batch. I don't remember. Yeah, um, Andor. Oh my goodness, that is an amazing show. Uh, but here's the difference between Andor and uh, The Mandalorian. Andor is not a show that you can watch with your kids. <laughs> like, uh, it's just not. <laughs> and that's and that's a cool thing and a, and a negative at the same time, right? It's it's it is the fulfillment of every dream that someone who grew up in the seventies and eighties and nineties watching star Wars, uh, ever had, right. It's, it's the adult version of star Wars. I love it. It's an amazing show. I, yeah. I think, I mean, you hit it on the head. It, it's, it's much, much more dynamic than the other shows, you know, the, the for all we love it, and we're going to talk about it. I don't know if it's more dynamic, but it's more grounded. It's more grounded in a reality. Well, I think we get the in Mando and Boba Fett and, and somewhat Obi Wan. It's it's the toys playing together and doing all the cool stuff that you wanted to do as a kid, and I think that's perfectly fine. Um, yeah. There, there's obviously a, a market for that, and I, and you can do it well. But Andor just it elevated Star Wars to this level where it's it's its own. Uh, I'm trying to think of the right phrasing. Well. So medium, right? It's a civil war of of Star Wars. Well, what Andor is is it's an it's it's a mature story that happens to take place in Star Wars. Yeah, it doesn't mm -hmm. need to take place in Star Wars, and I'm sure I've seen yeah. that story a million times before. But what made it cool is that it it lived and breathed in a Star Wars universe, yeah. and that's what makes it so cool. But at the same time, it's not sustainable. Like it's not sustainable for no, sure for the larger Star Wars universe. For sure, it can't it can't keep going. 
And, and, and so I love that show, but at the same time, uh, there is that caveat that we already know that how the story of Cassian Andor ends and there's no, there's, there's a limit to what can be told about that story beforehand. Uh, the beauty of the Mandalorian and why I would still still technically say it's my favorite is because um, it can go in perpetuity. It, it, it can go for as long as it wants and it can transcend media, right? It can go from TV to movies uh, to video games to what to whatever it wants. I mean, look at this shirt that I'm wearing right now. Like this is a new <laughs> brand. This is the new face of star Wars, right? Like it's, it is the star Wars that the majority of people have said, yup, we all like that one, you know, like, and so, I mean, it's, it's to put it in, in other terms, you know, the Mando's, uh, the uh, Toyota of the Star Wars. Sure. Everyone loves a, loves a solid Toyota Camry. Sure. But I then mean, if you want to spice it up a bit, you get a Lexus. And I think that's what Andor is. It's your it's your parents' Star Wars. Um, it really showed what you can do in the universe. And um, I think they made a good show first. And then to your point, that just happens to be set in Star Wars. I would not be surprised if Andor takes home some pretty heavy hitting awards. Yeah. Uh, just given on how excellent the writing and the cinematography and the acting and yeah. the acting. Yeah. yeah it's, it's on another level. So for, for, sure. for anyone who's, who's loves tuning into this show and loves hearing us talk about uh, Mandalorian, just know that you're doing yourself a disservice. If you've never gone and watched Cassie and Andor's show and or on, a, um, on a Disney plus as well. Uh, okay. That out of the way. I mean, that was like a, a technicality. I still, for the purpose of the show, am going to keep calling Mandalorian our favorite Star Wars show because together <laughs> you and I can talk about this show and bond yes. and bond over it, you know. So uh, I did want want to get one formality uh, besides that out of the way uh, because it's you know it's tradition and I, I I'm a stickler for tradition. So uh, we have no guests this week, but because we just wanted to kind of rekindle the magic of just you know the first yeah, season loosen, just, loosen the joints you know, a bit but we will have guests for the rest of the season that's a promise uh but with aside from the guests as always we have our fabulous producer Lindsay bringing balance to the force behind the scenes and making <laughs> sure my dogs aren't going crazy and stuff so uh just had to put that out there she's also given us great notes all the time on the show uh and and she's she's kind of like the one that's helped us uh, grow this show into into what it is so couldn't couldn't keep going without saying that part all right all that out of the way before we get into spoilers i'm going to give this episode's elevator pitch for anyone that hasn't watched it yet uh and and like i just want to like give the the one sentence kind of summary of like what i got i know this is going to sound a little a little jaded but hmm. um i'm going to say this is the one where Disney course corrected to navigate a few landmines and guarantees that it keeps going forever. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's been three years, man. A lot has happened in three years. And, uh, they, and they, you know, the, the Grogu money well was flowing in 2020. Yeah. And it was, a uh, I don't think it was getting dry. Yeah. Well, you know, you just need to do some maintenance on it to make sure that it uh 
it doesn't uh doesn't go empty but we, we had a we had to lose a few cast members uh i think um i think moff gideon's character was written off uh for the potential of coming back one day uh but i do believe that cara dune's character was written off in a different way um for obvious reasons uh outside of the show uh that have to do with insurrections and all kinds of gross things out there in the world. Um, really? I mean, well, not, not, not really on that. I, I know the backstory on, on, the, on Cara Dune and why she's not in this show, but the approach they took to her, I kind of got a sense that they're putting that character on the back burner um, for a reason. Well, they're written off this show, right? They're written off this show. Yes. And so they were supposed to have their own show. I think we should all see. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And whether or not that happens, like I'm just saying, like mm-hmm. that was the that was the um that was the 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 simple paperwork that had to get done to get to get the show <laughs> uh off and running, you know? And so there's a whole lot of Mando in this show, but uh this first episode was a lot of housekeeping to yeah. catch people up on three years of, of gap. Right. I mean, there's a whole other show that, uh, that Pedro Pascal is doing. That's also getting critical acclaim right now. That's still on TV. So like he's done a lot of stuff in between, uh, season two and season three of the show. Um, okay. So we're going to get into spoilers now. So for anybody who really just, loves listening to us and and wanted to check in as soon as we we saw this they saw this uh episode posted someone's pod beans are uh, gonna blow up right now with, with a new right episode. exactly <laughs> um we really appreciate you we love you we love you for listening to the show uh but if you haven't watched the mandalorian this is your warning we're gonna spoil it uh first for season uh three episode one uh so do yourself a favor go watch it then come back you know um okay i'm gonna do the spoilers now uh, in case anyone needs a refresher of for what occurred, I know Ricky said this was long. I'm just going to go over the the highlights of of this. Um, so first off, uh, I thought it was interesting. We got a previously. It didn't say previously on the Mandalorian. It just said previously. Uh, we got a reminder that uh, IG-11 sacrificed himself a long, long time ago, uh, and that Din got booted from his cult on another show, Koth Boba Fett. Um, after saving the armor and her growing following in this episode, uh, she reminds him that redemption is impossible because the living waters inside the minds of the Mandalore, uh, were destroyed in the great perch, but he believes otherwise. So determined to prove Mandalore is no longer poisoned. Din heads back to Navarro to ask a favor of the new high magistrate Karga. Um, he needs IG 11. That's okay. That's that's a weird yeah. ask. Yeah, I was kind of thrown off a little bit, but okay, cool. So after meeting some droid mechanics and pissing off some pirates, our Mando finally sets out on his first MacGuffin hunt of the season, but not before making a pit stop. He tries joining up with Bo-Katan Kreese, only to discover she's pretty grumpy now that she has no crew and no Darksaber, and she wishes Mando good luck. I'm sorry. I keep calling him Mando. It's it's been like three years. You'd think I'd be calling him Din. Din. Yeah, 
I just like calling him Mando because well, he lets people. It's good. He does let people call him. Mando. He does let him. He does. It's his nickname. It's his nickname. Cool. I think we're all up to speed now, right? Is that did, yeah. did I miss anything? Yeah. I think I covered it no. all, right? That's all. I mean, those are the beats. Like, it's all. It's all. It's all housekeeping. But I don't. To to get into it, I didn't find it unwelcome. Right? It's been it's been a minute. Yeah. Even if you throw in Boba Fett in a mix, that's still what are the two years? About a year and a half. I think Boba Fett was last year. No, was it? Yeah. No. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. the Christmas before. Was it? Yeah. Oh, oh. Sorry, it ended. It ended right at the end of twenty twenty one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I see. But so it's been like 13, I, 13, 14 months. Yeah, it's been a long time, and I, I, I really didn't mind the the upkeep of, of it all. You know, hey, what's this person doing? What are you doing? Hey, I need to do this. Help me with this. All right, give me my mission. Let's go. And it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Do I think this is the the pinnacle of Mando episodes? Probably not. But I think in the the tooling of it. It, it totally served served his purpose for what he needed to do. Yeah. I, you know, what's funny is uh, I'm so, I'm so converted to television now, like as opposed to movies, mm-hmm. like it's so hard for me to be entertained by a movie nowadays. Like I try, I try, I really try to go see the Marvel movies and, and with an open mind and everything like that, or, or other movies that are, are, are really popular and stuff. But, the reality is like I'm so addicted to this format of storytelling that like even if I'm annoyed like I was in this episode I can be way more forgiving because you know what there's seven more hours of this coming <laughs> coming down the, the pipeline you know what I mean they can fix they can fix what felt like a a, a shallow or or hollow episode right it's a hollow episode there's not a lot of actual content in this episode, right? Like it's, is, is, is what you get to see cool? Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, like you said, it was just really, it, it, it had that housekeeping mentality going on through it. And, and I think John Favreau is really great at uh, making sure that all of the story beats that need to be set up are done so as as fast as possible so that everything that comes afterwards can be can be you know wonderful or 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 more fun Mm -hmm. um but uh i guess you know now that we're up to speed why don't we get into the light side dark side where we talk about our favorite moments as well as the biggest missteps if there were any (laughs) oh man um it's To, to get on to, to the light side, I mean, the stuff that I think worked was just to see Mando back. I mean, to put something back on screen, but Mando doing Mando things. We got a cool standoff, right? Cool standoff. We got a cool space battle. You know, we got to see him interact. And and uh, he, he has this sort of... Uh, I think charm to him to his dialogue that's kind of come these little quips you know what was it uh now that's using your head that was weird that was a I, weird pun. it was kind of cheesy but it was, i kind of liked it was it. a cheesy pun but i was like 
It's not Andor. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. Yeah. You know, it's like you you got the the Skittles pack of all the Mando Mandoisms and Mando flavors, and you got a little bit of each each one. He did charm the crap out of me. Like I like there were like I I caught the cheese, and I was like, hmm, am I mad at the cheese? And I was like. I don't think it, I am mad at cheese when you do it, Din Djarin. Like I think it's it, no more cheese than like a Han Solo. It's I, it's I less cheese than a Han Solo for sure. Yeah. Oh, I think so. How about you? What, what, what was what was working for you in this episode? So honestly, um, aside, I, I mentioned the previously because that it was weird to me because I I was actually curious how they were going to handle it because you know. We almost did an episode for Book of Boba Fett just on that specific Mando episode, right? Because <laughs> this episode is called Chapter 17 of the of Mandalorian, but really it should be like Chapter 18 or maybe even Chapter 19, right? Because there was an entire episode of the Book of Boba Fett that was just basically Chapter yeah. 17 of the Mando and Grogu story. Uh, and it was really weird because like... There was no Boba Fett in that show, like in that in that ep- that first episode. The second episode, yeah, it was like, you know, it was like half and half. I mean, it's nothing unlike a Marvel, right? Where stuff happens in one thing and then, it, you know, it carries well, over to the next. It, but... it is when the entire episode is missing the character in the title of the show. Do you know what I mean? Like it's... He shows up at the end. Yeah, he shows up in the last second of the episode. <laughs> like that's... That's weird. He gets his credit. Yeah. Um, but uh, so to, I'm saying that because, you know, it, it feels weird that we're picking up here when when the story actually moved forward significantly in that episode uh, that was mm-hmm. in Boba Fett. Right. Where it's where um, uh, first uh, Dan finally set, uh, took some time to meet up with Peli Motto. And he had to get a new ship, right? He had to build a, a new ship. And it just so happened that she had a a Jedi Starfighter. Uh, an, Naboo Starfighter. What's that? Naboo Starfighter. Oh, sorry. A Naboo, a Naboo Starfighter. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're correct. Uh, Naboo Starfighter. Um, and it was cool to see that whole episode because it was just one of those montages of like that's a great scene let's build He's going let's through build the pod racing uh yeah. course and you know yeah it, you got to it, see that it. marriage of the, of the old and the new yeah it was the old and the new and and it was really fun and then and then you know you find out that the whole reason he's doing this is because like he's got to go get that kid he's got to go get that kid you know like he he just needs to check in on his on on his basically adopted son you know and uh, and then we got to see Grogu like training with Luke Skywalker and and, you know, uh, there was payoffs to the season finale of season two of, uh, of The Mandalorian. Right. Um, mm-hmm. That I don't know that they're necessarily going to carry over on this show because they kind of wrapped up the Luke and Grogu of it all in that in that one and a half episodes of Boba Fett. Right. So. I think. I I was I was kind of ha- I was happy to see how the previously was handled, but then honestly, like as as awkward or or weird as it was to like reference other shows, um, that opening scene of the Mandalorian season three episode one was freaking bonkers. It was so good. 
I was blown away by that, like so much that I forgave this show for every <laughs> stupid thing that happened after that scene. I f- first off, uh, you know, I couldn't tell if this was the past or present. Fake, yeah, did you got the fake? I out. couldn't tell if it was past or present, and that was intentional, right? I couldn't tell mm-hmm. if if the armor was building a helmet for young Din Djarin, uh and 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 doing his uh, you know initiation ceremony and the reason one of the reasons i couldn't tell is because when she walks outside with this helmet after she's made it in the forge there's a lot of followers there right but the last time we saw at the end of uh you know the in that book of boba fett episode her crew was pretty dwindled right like there was almost no yeah, one like left chilling on whatever spaceport thing they were at right? there was almost no one left and and was it pox Vizla or Paz Vizla? He, Paz got, Vizla. he got his ass kicked by mando right in that in that uh in that scene so it was kind of i was kind of like okay maybe this is the past right and so they do the initiation you see a little boy he seems to have like the same complexion as Pedro Pascal and stuff like so. I'm like, okay, maybe this is Din. You know, that's kind of cool. And then they put the helmet on him, and and all that hair is sticking out of the back of his neck. And she's like, you can never take the helmet off. And I'm like, yeah, but you guys take it off for haircuts, though, right? Like, obviously, <laughs> you take it off for haircuts because I've seen Pedro Pascal's head in the show. He gets haircuts. I'm just saying. Oh, he, take, he takes it off to eat. He took it off to eat in the, in the first uh, first season. Yeah, I think I think the rule is very ambiguous, but we 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 I think we know what what it really means. But anyways, uh, and then the giant alligator dial turtle thingy, whatever it is, comes out of the water, and my God, I was so happy watching that scene because I just looked at my wife and I said, "This is television." I can't believe this is television. Like that thing's nuts. Well, I didn't, I didn't, um, because you don't, you don't learn until, well, I guess when Mando kills it, you don't, it's again, it's ambiguous on who that is, but I, I took slight issue with that scene in the beginning because I think all the stories you hear about Mandalorians in the past, they were badass. They, yeah. that should not have been an issue for them. Yeah, you know, but I think in hindsight, knowing that it's in the present, and you have all she's, these, she's slapping together a crew pretty quick. Clearly, yeah, but I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily think those are the, the cream of the crop in terms of correct. Yeah, I, in terms of their, their, their. Uh, I will, I will concede to you that like they were all making the the mythos of the Mandalorian pretty shitty. Like I was, I was like. You know, we were watching it and we're like, these these guys kind of suck. I did appreciate how coordinated they were, like how they were all like shooting mm-hmm. their little toe lines and holding it down and stuff like that. But like, but the grand epic moment is when out of nowhere, that Naboo starfighter shows up and just blows a giant hole in this monster and guts go flying everywhere. Somehow they don't kill anybody when they land on them. Um, and you see that Mando and Grogu have come to save the day and then cut to title. I was just in love all over again. Like it was, it was, it was like, you know, my girlfriend went away on a European vacation and ended up living there for three years 
And then only finally then came back and said, you know what? I still love you. I still love you. <laughs> that was that opening scene. And I can honestly say that every scene after that scene got worse. <laughs> like, um, But it never got so bad that I could, I could be angry at it. You know what I mean? Because it just couldn't, what, how could it be better than that scene? Like that scene was too, too magical. Um, and yeah, and like you said, a lot of questions were answered in real time as they were happening, right? Like mm -hmm. we, we kind of piece things together and I really appreciate that. I appreciate the, the show me, don't tell me like aspect of that scene, right? Yeah. Like they, you learn a lot just by watching what's happening. And, and I think when I complain about the rest of this, the episode, it's because the rest of the episode betrays that, that theme or that, that tone that was set in the first, in the first scene, right? Every scene after does a lot of telling rather than showing. Yeah. And I, I think that's the. Uh... That's the burden of the first episode, right? Yeah. You gotta, yes. there, there, there was a lot, you gotta get him up to speed. You gotta get, you gotta get all the chips on the board. Um, yeah. Because it, it has, it has been a minute, you know, it, it's been Mando time. It's been two years. Has it been two years? I wish they would have said that. Like they don't say that anywhere <laughs> in the show. So he picked up, I think the, the wording was Grogu was with Luke for two years. Where was that word? So, from in, I think in, Favreau. Oh, okay. But gotcha. In in an interview, which was never posted, but there some time has lapsed. Um, yeah, I your, I wanted to research. believe some time has lapsed because Navarro has changed a lot, mm -hmm. a lot. Like it's become no longer you know this Navarro was the outer rim world that you know like that was like the true outer rim world that was like really shady stuff going on like. You had some empire on one side of the, the, the rock. You had, uh, you know, trade outposts. You had mercenaries. You had, you had uh, all kinds of shady stuff going on. You had some creepy scientist that was trying to do experiments on Grogu's. Like there was just, it was just a lot of like separate little locations all over this planet. And now, like after all these years of of peacekeeping and uh, and presumably Cara Dune helping. Uh, you know, magistrate uh, Karga or high magistrate Karga, they've made this into a legitimate outpost with, you know, arts and, and music and. Well, it's official. It's an official Republican trading post. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they legitimize their business. And it, I honestly, I really did enjoy that arc. It, it, they put a nice spin on grief Karga because he was, he, he, I don't think he was in charge of Navarro, but he definitely was a, he uh, acted like he was in charge of Navarro back in the day. Yeah, yeah. back in the but day. But it was really um, that he was maintaining the peace among a lot of different really shady elements, right? So yeah. he had to deal with a lot of bad people, but he knew how to navigate them politically in a in a in a in a very delicate way, and that's why he still managed to survive up until like Mando and and you know and friends helped evict all the the bad, especially the Empire, from there, right? Um, but why don't you tell me what your like was before I keep going off and, 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 doing, <laughs> and doing more? Cause it's for me, it's going to be a little downhill from here. So, 
I okay, so coming coming off of Andor, great show, right? Great visuals. Yeah. That show had no freaking aliens in it. None. None. I mean maybe some background people, but that show was and classic Star Wars in the sense where you just got people. Pretty, I'm pretty sure there were aliens in there, mm. but they weren't they weren't central to the plot at all, for sure. You got non-speaking aliens in that show. <laughs> Fair enough. And this show again opens it back up, and you get you know it's it just makes it so 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 much more lively with the the pirates, the the pirate king, the the other inhabitants of Navarro, the the, the Babu freaks, the Kowakian uh, monkey lizards, the Kowakian monkey, the what is this, what is the slacious clump crumb right yeah just it it really livens up the the world of star wars when it's uh when that we we've gone some time without that uh yeah i mean there was aliens in in uh in obi-wan yeah sure. there's some aliens everyone yeah yeah so it's been it's been a little while but sure uh i could see how that would excite you but mostly just because Andor had so few. Um, but yeah. I, I mean, for practical aliens too, I think that's a big biggie. You know, a lot of, I don't know how much the Pirate King was uh, practical, but. Yeah, I don't think the Pirate King was practical. Like, I I, I, I would love to be proved wrong. But, but the there Pirates was, and the other There ones. was a lot of puppets in this, in, yeah, in this episode yeah. or prosthetics and stuff. Uh, I will say that the Pirates did look really cool. Um. They were the dumbest pirates ever, though. Can I fodder? What? No, can I just can I? I got it. I got to take a minute for this one. The pirates. I get their point. Their point was we need to have bad guys to chase Mando this year because Moff Gideon's off the table for a while. Right. Like Mm -hmm. we don't really have a specific bad guy to threaten Mando for the season. Because, you know, you know, my r- long running theory that the armor is the real big bad. I still believe that was the intent. But I'm beginning to waver only because I think the Disney machine of it all wants the show to go for as long as it possibly can. And season four is already written. I know. And so I'm thinking if the armor is ever to become the actual bad person, it won't be until the show ends, you know, even though it's, even though it's really, really obvious that like she's running a cult and she's telling him (laughs) things that are like way bonkers. I didn't want the C word earlier, but I, they do plant those seeds. I think more so than that. I mean, Bo-Katan says the C word. Too. Yeah, like, yeah. Like they're really, they're really playing that angle. Yeah, I. That is, I mean, that's if you want to talk about likes. That, that's one of my other big likes. Is they're they're really going there with, with some different themes that I don't think we've seen in Star Wars. But I think I'm, I I don't want to go too far off tangent. But I I do think mm-hmm. to be fair, they also plant seeds of doubt in in the things that uh she tells man uh that Bo-Katan tells Din right. Yeah. He he mm-hmm. calls her out on her 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 double talk as well so it's really i think thematically the show is going to become uh din jaren's arc is going to be navigating uh, all of these different people trying to pull him in different directions 
but he's going to try and find himself through it all, right? Like that's that's what mm-hmm. is going to end up happening. But in the meantime, he's got to have stuff to kill, right? And so it's these mm-hmm. stupid pirates. But here's my thing with the pirates. Like I get it. You can easily make pirates into dicks. You can make them show up and be like, I'm a pirate. I'm a dick. I'm going to kill you. You better kill me. You know, like I get it, right? But like to roll up to a children's school and say, I want to drink is as stupid as rolling up to a pizza hut and asking them to rent a movie because it used to be a blockbuster. That is so dumb. Like, I don't even understand the logic in in demanding that they serve you a drink at a children's I'm sure they have school. Booze in that school. What's that? I'm sure they have booze in there. Not the point, Ricky. You know that's not the point. Like that, it's so it's so the, dumb. That specific logic is dumb. But I, I do. If I'm not mistaken, you you probably know more about this than me. But the pirates being a presence in this point in time is kind of the seeds of the creation of the first order, or the acceptance of the first order. If if I'm not mistaken, I, I get what you're saying. Is there has, a there has to that... be a uh, there has to be an element that that prompted the first order to rise into into yeah. prominent or into power, right? Like, mm-hmm. sure, I get it, whatever. But like, these pirates are dumb. Like, they're <laughs> the dumbest dumbs that ever. Died. I do appreciate that they look like actual pirates they did look like pirates they look like space pirates for sure (laughs) they had had, like like, trench coats and shit yeah they had all the gear (laughs) i'm just saying like it's that guy's a lot of talk that vain guy he's got a big mouth because like he was willing to let his four friends die all for a drink at at a children's school like that's just dumb like and those guys were willing to die for it too like i don't I, i mean he he stopped. They they kept on going, so it's on them. I I know, but that they provoked it, those. They were all dumb. They were all stupid. That scene though was cool because it wasn't Mando was the muscle in that scene, but that was all grief cargo. I mean, except for the fact that Mando shot three of them dead. Yeah, but up up until that point, and you know, like all... the thing is, is like grief actually shot the gun out of that guy's hand. At that point, yeah. you would think, wow, we shouldn't mess with this guy. Then the yeah, other four pulled their guns. Oh, my goodness. I I wanted to like that scene. It just... I mean... It just That worked. same situation worked well in, uh, what is it, Sicario, in the uh, border crossing scene. <laughs> but to your point, it was pretty dumb in Star Wars. As far as Star Wars bad guys go, they, they might... T- take the cake for the dumbest ones they're fodder they're fodder that's all they're except vain he's managed to live every time so that he can still so he can die later that's his point he'll die die later later. Mm -hmm. okay fair enough i just had to get that out of the way it was it was just really a giant nitpick for me it just hurt my soul to see those those guys be set up as okay we're gonna chase him the whole season long um i is this fun do you do you find this fun? Like that's what I felt like Mickey Mouse was asking me. Like, do you, do you like these space pirates? I'm like, I don't like these space pirates. I would like. I mean, anything. you're gonna get a, a three pack uh, black series set with them, right? And uh, the vintage collection. You'll probably get each of their ships, and yeah. No. I'm getting some money out of them. No, I won't do it. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> um, 
what else did you like about this? Or or dislike? It's fair. You can do it. You can do it. I I really, I'm sure. I don't want to put a, a pin on the dislike, but the IG11 thing is weird. Oh my it is, god! It's gross. It it's it's a little. I they really set up Mando's not trusting droids in season one, right? That was like that was a big arc for him. He he trusted IG11. But I guess all of a sudden he needs a droid and he needs... He needs a droid he can trust. And it just so happens there's only one in the universe because he hates all droids. And in fact, Mm -hmm. you would think that someone who hates all droids would not be proficient in repairing droids. Um, (laughs) uh, That was the other dumb scene. So like I said, I said after the alligator... He repaired it. He He can put power to it. He did a thing that apparently no one else could do, which, by the way, like I think you were about to touch on. There's implications there that are really gross. There's really gross. Like, we already got a really... I hate Solo. I hate that movie so much. But I think one of the grossest things that Solo introduced is the concept that all of these droids are are fully sentient beings that are enslaved by by living people i thought that was always a theme in star wars it was never clarified that these things were fully capable of love capable of romance all the all this no that was never been reading the the novels yeah right uh (laughs) and so you know i was like okay cool you made them you made them gross thanks but now we're doubling down on it and saying Oh hey, by the way, when droids die, it's it's totally not really death. Like we we could rebuild them. We just choose to turn them into statues instead. That's gross, man. Like I just I didn't mind the statue thing. I, I just I, I, I minded it once I learned that they were gonna repair him. That's when I got weirded out by it. Uh, I also I kind of feel like all of this, you know, obviously they don't you don't bring Taika Waititi back to play him just so that he can say terminate, terminate, you know, like they're going to go get a thing like that's going to fix them them, and then he's going to be back and and fine and it'll be fun. I'm, I'm not saying it won't be fun when he's back, but I will say it takes a lot of the importance of his sacrifice away. I don't think it. I don't think it does yet. I, I feel like it's too early. Well, it but. will. It will once he's once he's alive again. <laughs> I I just don't think they gave a good enough reason to why. Yeah. It's specifically that one. Yeah, they didn't. Um, they didn't. They just said that he it, needs a droid to help him navigate Mandalore, and I wish they would have said like, "I need a droid that's been on Mandalore" or something like you know, like something <laughs> like that. Like I don't. I don't know. They, and uh, grief cargos. I he's. That whole part of the episode, he's pretty much just a sounding board, and it it that was I felt that that was more of a disservice to to Carl Weathers because he's not he's not even acting. He's just oh yeah, you need a yeah you need a like you need to get the chip or you know I know a droid or some guys can fix it. Like it wasn't really for the love of God, let Carl Weathers do more. There's an entire Creed <laughs> franchise w- that exists without him, making tons of money right now. Give the guy a bone. Come on, let him do stuff. Well, he's directing. He, he's directing one of the one of the. Episodes, I'm sure he so. is. He directed one episode last season too. So, uh, 
Yeah. Uh, you know, another thing that was really weird for me is when I found out that Rick Famuyiwa uh, directed this one, I was like, huh. Didn't quite hit the mark that he did with the, the prison escape se- uh, episode in the first season. That Which one did he do in, in episode or season two? I'm trying to remember. I can't remember what he did in season two, but for me, nothing tops the prison escape episode. The prison episode is great. Yeah. I I know he's directing. I almost think he did the other the other episode that that was with uh, um, with the Bill Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I think I know he's directing at least three episodes a season. I could be could be four. Um, and if that's the case, that's that's kind of why I'm I, I'm waiting. I'm putting a pause on my feelings for for that mm-hmm. because he's setting up his his arc or the arc of the story right 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 right. yeah mm-hmm. i'm not mad i'm not mad i was just like oh you didn't quite hit it like you did it previously but um but he did nail that beginning so i really can't hold it against him like that 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 beginning was was master class in 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 getting people hyped for sure so what are you gonna do um what else like, did you want to talk more about the droid thing, or are you just like, you just no. okay with it? I guess. Well, yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm. I mean, if they had to bring back a droid, right? It's it's the Taika Waititi droid. Yeah, for sure. You know, like for sure. Personally, I like I like the the autism droid in Andor. That one's pretty cool. Like that droid's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um. But you know, uh, we'll go with we'll go with the Taika one. He's he's. He's he's happy. He's fun. He's fun. Uh, he's a nanny, right? He's a nanny droid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and maybe they just realized like, hey, Mando needs to have more friends because we had to write uh, Gina Carano off the show. Like, <laughs> uh, like, like, let's be honest, though. Like, I mean, uh, you know, side note. Kara Dune was one of the coolest new characters in Star Wars. Just she was badass. Like and. It's unfortunate that we have to not have her uh, because she says dumb things in in real life. <laughs> like, uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, I get it. I get, you know, I get that, you know, there's a, a, a corporate side to everything and they got to, you know, make sure everybody's everybody's happy and, and, and nobody's, you know, sending hate mail to Disney or the minimal amount of people are. Um, I get it, but I, it's it's rough for the Mandalorian story because we'd had established a true comrade in, you know, in that character. I, I mean, she popped in and out of last season, right? Like, I don't think, but she was, she was, I mean, she was there at the end. She was there. And it, it, she was one of the people that it he gave, said, hey. it gave a good reason for why she's not there in the, be- in the beginning. It gave episode. a sufficient reason, a sufficient yeah. one. Like, but you would think that Cara Dune would say goodbye to Mando. But you know, I think like, you get you swap a Cara Dune out for a, a Bo Katan, right? Well, um, I mean, it's not a it's not a swap because we had both of them last season together, right? Yeah. Like that's his crew. He had a crew. Like the at the end of the season, it's like I'm bringing together all my best peeps, and it's Bo Katan and and Cara Dune. Um, was uh what's her name in there Costco was Costco Reeves Costco Reeves I don't I think I read somewhere that she is not coming back for the show 
because they weren't she wasn't she was in the last episode she right? wasn't asked the... to come back or something like that right was she in the last episode of season two yes yeah okay yeah i believe so um and so was the wolf guy or whatever his name was yeah yeah um, I'm, I'm fine with no care. Honestly, I'm fine. With but no I mean, they made it clear that like Bo-Katan's people left, right? Because like, mm-hmm. because there's no dark saber, right? And she's yeah. she's pretty grumpy about that. Like, I, I I found it funny. At the same time, honestly, like, I was kind of like weirded out. I was like, who other than Boba Fett just sits around in their throne like that doing jack shit? Like that was that was weird to me. Um, but yeah. Uh, if you don't have anything else, like like particularly like dislike, I kind of wanted to make sure that we save space for our time honored tradition of the midichlorian <laughs> section of our show. Uh, you know, the small stuff that has no impact oh, on mean, anything whatsoever. But for some reason, some people still think it's cool. Um, I'm giving you your chance. You want to go? Or? Okay. I'm the space wells are fucking cool. The what? The space wells. The space whale. Oh, okay. Did you, you saw them, right? Like, I'm, I'm not crazy that they're in there. The the purgles, right? That's what they're called. Yeah. Do you know what they're from? They're from rebels. They're from rebels. Right? Yes. That's that's the part of Star Wars that um, I don't like to acknowledge. It's kind of dumb. Whoa. But when you see it on screen, it's kind of cool. <laughs> uh. Honestly, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have put that on the midichlorians, but I I love that you did. I'm I'm happy that you did. Uh, I'm really happy that you included it because I actually forgot to include it, and uh, that should have been my other like. Uh, honestly, um, yeah, they are from Rebels. They actually play a really important part in Rebels uh, because they are a force sensitive being, a race of of creatures that is capable of hyperspace travel. Uh, without the use of machinery. Organically. Yeah, yeah, they do it organically, right? And so they actually are responsible for the disappearance the disappearance of Ezra Miller. Not not Ezra Miller. Sorry, Ezra Miller's The Flash. <laughs> Ezra Bridger. Ezra right? Bridger is what I meant to say. Yes, Bridger. Bridger. Uh, they are responsible <laughs> for, the, for <laughs> taking Ezra and uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, Thrawn somewhere somewhere unknown uh it was on they're incapable of being tracked because you know again organically so uh that's kind of a tease i believe at what's what's to come later with ahsoka tano uh because ahsoka is still out there looking for for ezra uh so Mm -hmm. i really liked that that they were there as uh, in the first time you know in live action uh, because we needed to see them. But I also kind of like that there was a weird little thing going on where I think Grogu was talking to them. It kind of looked like he was. It, it, you know, it's hard to say when, when he's talking to anything, honestly. But uh, they are Force-sensitive, and so there is a very high likelihood that they were having a conversation with Grogu. Um, I th- he definitely noticed them. Yeah, he definitely noticed them and was, you know, checking I'll them out be, and stuff like that. I mean, I'll be happy if... If we never see him again in Mando, I I think <laughs> this little tease about the bigger world of Star or bigger universe of Star Wars um, is a lot of what this show does right, 
and I'm, I'm at, you know, they're there. Like, you get your get your little seasoning of uh, I mean, of they're Dave Filoni car- uh, creations, so. But I think it'll it'll make it. I think it'd be much cooler to see like once you get into Ahsoka show or the Ahsoka uh, show. Oh yeah, we did see those things. We've seen those things before. You know, those are the Purgles, and they took. Uh, yeah, because you know, right? Because again, remember, I mean, the last episode of this show that we did, we had a uh, David David Jaffe on the show. He's a giant mm-hmm. Star Wars fan, uh, and self admitted uh, to never, uh, to never really getting into the cartoons. So he's not alone. There's a lot of people that just write off the cartoons entirely. But there's a lot of Star Wars lore that has been established by George Lucas and Dave Filoni in those. Uh, Clone Wars is a really long show that gave George Lucas the chance to tell everything that he he never got to tell in the movies. Um, And it's it's really cool. It is weird. But he trained he mentored Dave Filoni for years and years and years. So when eventually, you know. They went their own ways. Dave Filoni carried the torch and he kept building on it and he kept using the tools that were given to him to expand further. And so uh, it's hard to say whether or not the space whales were something that was uh, pondered by George Lucas or if it was something that he created on his own. You could probably somebody can go ask him, but they're there and they're part of canon. And just because they're in the cartoons doesn't mean they're not. Um, so. Yeah, we'll see. I honestly thought, like, for a hot second, that that little kid at the beginning of the episode that was getting the helmet was Sabine Wren from Rebels, until I realized that mm-hmm. it was a boy, and I was like, oh, okay, my bad. Never mind. Um, I believe Sabine well, she, Wren. She's coming in, yeah. in this in this show, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, so. From my, from my understanding, this Mando's going to pseudo spin off into the Ahsoka show. Yeah, yeah. And and that's why that's why I said what I said at the beginning of the episode, which was like mm-hmm. that, you know, they did their housekeeping to make sure that this thing can go forever because this is Disney's new meal ticket when it comes to Star Wars. Right. Like this is this is the Star Wars that is universally loved. Right. Like even Andor has yeah. its detractors. Like even some people think it's it's too dark or it's too too gritty for Star Wars, whatever. Um, but I think the majority of people just are all, they can all get behind, you know, the Mando. Yeah, you can't sell an Andor, Andor plushie at, <laughs> at Target. Yeah. You can sell a Grogu plushie, plushie all day. But that said, you know, like, I do think there is something to be said about, like, you know, if we're if we're making predictions about what's to come, I think the big, the big end game is we're clearly setting us, setting this up for, an Avengers style crossover at some point with all of the different, you know, all of the different characters that have uh, exist throughout all of the star star Wars media at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you, do you want that in a movie? Would you want that in a show? I don't want it period. I've just accepted (laughs) that it's going to happen. That's all. I'm just being honest. I I don't want it. I don't. We got a a Taika star Wars movie on deck. Yeah. Like, no one knows what it's about. I, I just wish that we got more stories like Andor that, you know, you could you could turn up the dial or turn it down on how much aliens or Star Warsiness of it. But I would just prefer to see more stories that exist in that universe. 
that don't have to do with Jedi's or or yeah. crazy bounty I, hunters. I think they're like that, you know? up until Andor, they're good at turning down the dial. Not to not to diss on the Bad Batch or the Clone Wars or Resistance or Rebels, but they're targeted for kids. That's not a bad. Thing. Oh, I didn't mean turn down the dial in the in in that like the age, but sure. Sure, I bet. But I, I mean, it, just in, in terms of it is really, well, yeah, I think this is, they're not one, and they're not they're not mutually you know, they're exclusive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're not mutually exclusive. But I think Andor showed that showed us you can turn the dial up, you know. So man or Mando seems to be like this happy medium that lives in in both. You know, these are definitely darker Mando episodes. These are definitely lighter Mando episodes, but it, it's. It seems to be the baseline, but I, I'm, I think to your point, I'm happy that we're having all of the, all of these uh, flavors. Yeah, out, man, right? and like I just want to make it clear, like any negativity that I throw this way, it, it, you know, towards this episode specifically, is only because like this show has set such a high bar for entertainment for me, especially during this pandemic, right? Like this is. This has been a show that has, has kept us going and is and has revitalized the Star Wars franchise, right? Like so much more. Like we're in like the the fourth age of Star Wars right now, right? Like the and uh, like this, it, we're at a point now where it doesn't even matter what the movies were before. It, it, we don't have to be married to those stories anymore because now we're just doing an entirely new universe. Yeah, are they going to throw in Babu Fricks every now and then? uh sure you know we're gonna do stuff like that that's fine are they gonna throw in space whales yeah they're gonna do that too (laughs) and and uh i don't mind you know like because it's just it's they're choosing to embrace all but they're they're being selective about what how, how deep they dive into certain things right you know yeah so i'm i'm cool with it i like i i am cool because i'm ultimately i'm ultimately very happy that we have Mando back. Like I was so happy. Like that, that intro scene, ah, uh, you hear the little riff and the music oh, goes man. and it's, yeah, it gets you back in. And honestly, even the, the space battle with the pirates in the last, at the, at the end of the show, I was like, there is no denying. This is very star Wars. This is incredibly star Wars, you know, like, so I couldn't hate it. I couldn't hate anything as much as, you know, the the negative cranky old man in me wanted to like it was it didn't it didn't have enough bad to for me to to justify yeah and 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 throwing it to away. your point earlier like it's it's wild that this is tv right it's the golden right. age man again it's a space battle we got a standoff got aliens we got a whole like it's yeah all in 45 minutes like it's and we get it on a weekly basis it's 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 really amazing. amazing. It's too amazing. And not coincidentally, I'm pretty sure this is going this is lined up to end uh right on May the 4th. I think that's going to be the last episode of the of the season. So, we're we're in for a ride. Strap yeah. on your seatbelts. Eight eight episodes to go for season 3 of Mandalorian. Um I got to say this has been a blast. Uh I unless you have more things to talk about, I just want to, I wanted to get to wrapping this up soon. So I kind of wanted to give you a chance on a scale of one to 10, one being the worst, uh, 10 being the Mando. Um, what would you rate <laughs> this episode and why? 
A solid, solid seven. What is that? That's a passing grade, right? Passing C's get degrees. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all about that life. Uh, it was fine. It was fine. It, it got us back into the, you know, back into the water mando. The water was nice and warm. It wasn't, I don't think there's anything too jarring, um, right? Getting back into this world. And it, it served his purpose. Yeah. I'm excited to see him take a, take a dip in the living waters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, does he have to like take his clothes off to do that? Does he? I, if does he I want him hole? to take all his clothes off except for the helmet. <laughs> that would be the best. It would be so good. Uh, no, I'm going to agree with you. I think I'm going to be just nice and say a generous seven and a half uh, because okay. that intro the whales gave you the half points. No, it, it was <laughs> intro. The whale, it was that alligator turtle thing, whatever it was, that entire scene. It, I think the misdirect of that whole scene just had me on the edge of my seat. I was like, what am I watching? This is amazing. I don't know what it is. Oh my God. The, the Mando just blew up a giant animal. Uh, all of this was great. And it was so signature Mandalorian. Um, yeah. It, it made me be okay with the possibility that it might be 17 years before they ever reveal that the armor is the bad guy. <laughs> um, I was, I was fine with it. I get it. What what started out as a show that definitely felt like it was going to be a limited series has now become so popular, but that they have no choice but to keep it going forever. It's going to get run to the ground. So, you know, if it can consistently deliver sevens or, or eights, that's got to be okay for me, right? Because, like, they're not all going to be tens. But I think we're still going to get some tens every now and then. I, I, I think as long as we still have John Favreau and Dave Filoni at the helm, I think mm-hmm. they're going to tee up some really cool stuff every season. And we're going to, I think we're, we're, we're due for some cool, some coolness at some point in the next few weeks. It's going to be really awesome. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I, I'm not going to be mad. Um, before we sign off though, uh, if you'd like to share, you know, where people can find you or any, or anything else you want to, you want to plug, let us know. Uh, Rick Man Nine on Twitter with two R's. It's wild. I created that when I was eleven, and I just have to stick with that, that username. That's got to have some gems of posts on there for sure. I don't know. Uh, well, as always, <laughs> you can find me on Denix Media uh, on all the various platforms. Uh, you can also check out our other shows that Ricky and I do. Uh, we do um, the Denix Celsius Mostly Marvel Podcast Show. Uh, we also do for uh, patrons on patreon.com slash Media. We do a special patron exclusive uh, after show of that called The Soapbox. Uh, it's possible we'll be doing The Soapbox after this show for the, for the next few weeks uh, as well. But it's basically just where we wind down and talk about whatever else we want. Uh, patrons get exclusive access to chat with us in the live chat. But if you're not into that, you know, don't worry. We release it live to everyone else, um, to the public, like a week later or something like that. Um, but yeah, other than that, you can find all kinds of other creative offerings on patreon.com slash Uh But yeah, I, I guess, like I said before, we'll be having uh, guests show up. I don't want to I don't want to name drop them yet. But we will be having some fun guests that some are familiar old faces and new faces, old and new faces uh, joining the show uh, in the coming weeks. So please stay tuned and uh, thank you to our audience, uh, everybody who did who did tune in for this. 
Uh, we love you. We love you. And we love that you love Star Wars as much as we do. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you had fun, please remember to like and subscribe. Uh, and do remember that this is on YouTube as well. So if you're listening, uh, you're only getting half of of everything. Uh, and that's not to say that, you know, if you're blind, you're missing out. Like, I, I don't mean I don't mean that. I just say, like, there's more content that you can come check out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with that, you have listened and we have, have spoken. spoken.